My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning and welcome to Monday Travel and Cruise Industry News. On this, the 10th day of July, 2023, coming to you from Central Virginia, Bedford County area. A pretty busy show this morning. The main story comes from our friend Nate up in uh, Alaska. The Mendenhall Glacier is outpacing its capacity. Could be some problems, folks. Other stories today, a repaired Ruby Princess finally underway. A fire hazard caused a delay on a story we had last week. Not directly related, but could be there was an engine fire on Morella Discovery. Potential luggage issues in Vancouver and three helicopter tours plead guilty. That and a lot more here this morning at 11 o'clock on Travel and Cruise Industry News. Okay, today, folks, is a bit uh, uh, misconcerting. Today is uh, National Kitten Day. Well, you know, I like cats. It's also National Pina Colada Day. So I think the only cure to that is go get yourself a kitten and a pina colada. Just don't give the pina colada to the kitten. That wouldn't be good for a kitty. I might have to do that, come to think about it. If you're listening via the podcast, you're always welcome here, of course. You can access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net. I just posted a story a few minutes ago about uh, my, a glimpse at my planning for Juneau, Alaska. Uh, you can also uh, just get wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search for travel and cruise industry news and up pops the fat travel guy 
if you're listening via the podcast and want to hop over and see any pictures or clips or interviews that we might be showing, like on today's show, there's always a link in the description of the podcast so you can access the video feed. All right. If you haven't done so already, folks, smash that like button. That helps me out a bunch. If you haven't subscribed, please join the 280 people that have subscribed in the last 28 days. That's pretty awesome that I'm averaging 10 subscriptions a day now. That's outstanding. Who knows? I might get to 5,000 by next week. That would be awesome. All right, local tourism companies are being forced to turn away tourists in Juneau seeking to visit the Mendenhall Glacier. Commercial tourism limits in the area are being reached at a rapid pace due to unprecedented increases in visitations, so says the Forest Service this weekend. Each year, the Forest Service doles out permitted service days to Juno tour providers like cruise lines and bus companies, taxi services carrying tourists in order to manage the area and protect the local ecosystems. A service day equates to one tourist visiting Mendenhall Glacier for one day. A decision made in 2015 following an environmental analysis set a capacity at 517,650 people for the summer. Individuals going to the glacier on their own do not need a permit. The number is already well below the 627,000 passengers who visited Juno this year already, and below the 1.67 million visitors expected to arrive this summer in total. So I spoke with uh, my buddy, Nate, uh, come on, Tongue, about this very issue uh, this weekend. And he talked about that and several other things uh, when I talked to him on uh, Saturday night. Good evening and welcome to Chili Chats. My buddy Nate is up there at the Mendenhall Glacier Visitor mm -hmm. Center. Nate, welcome back to Chili Chats. Oh, thanks, Chili. So it looks like you're having some pretty decent weather up there. Uh, it's a heat wave. Uh, summer finally showed up. Uh, all up until I think about a week ago, our high was maybe 55 or 60. And uh, even in May... But somehow we got the heat. No, we got the heat. So it's, uh, I think someone's car had a temperature rating of 90. I don't know how legit that was, but we're all definitely, we're all wearing shorts and flip-flops and kids are definitely swimming in the lake behind me. All right. All right. So you're up there at the Mendenhall Glacier Visitor Center. Yep. Uh, and you can see that is the glacier back in the background over your shoulder, isn't it? Uh, it is. Yeah. All right. So there seems to be some, I don't want to call it controversy, but an article appeared 
uh, about in the uh, Juno Empire uh, about the situation mm-hmm. with the glacier. Yep. And the number of visitors that are allowed. Right. So can you explain a little about that, that situation and what it might mean for the rest of the season? Uh, sure. So the uh, this is not a national park, even though we're in the Tongass National Forest. Uh, this is operated by the U.S. Department of Agriculture um, and the uh, Forest Service. And so they're separate from the other group and they don't talk much. And even though they have the same mission, uh, you know, they're both out for preserving the land and history and, ter- and uh, uh, of course, the environment around us. And so they did an environmental impact a couple of years ago and they put a cap on the number of commercial visitors. Now, these are people who book a tour, come in on a tour bus or any commercial vehicle. That limit is at 550,000 people. Now, up until three or four years ago, our biggest ship coming in here was only about 3,000 people. Uh, and then, of course, Norwegian comes in with the bliss and blows that to smithereens with, yeah. you know, close to 6,000 people on one boat. And, of course, everyone's following suit. And so during uh, COVID, they increased it temporarily by another 50,000, which put them right over 600,000 people. But the normal birth count, which is, um, you know, one cabin two beds uh, in a in a uh, ship is about 1.6 million for this year. So it doesn't take a lot to kind of do the math and realize a lot of people are being left behind. And unfortunately, that breaking point hit this last week. Um, the operators are realizing that they're out of their allotments or they will be out of their allotments. Um, so a lot of tourists aren't going to be able to go to the docks and book a tour here uh, you know, for $45. Uh, one company even just in competitive spirit with the other one dropped their prices to 30, not realizing, Hey, we're going to be running out. Um, so if you want to show the picture of the, the bus down by the docks, uh, cause normally what you do is, uh, you'll uh, pick up the bus. Up. That's hang on. I got to find yeah, There we go. I'll tell you which yeah, one that, it was, that was uh, on the article. Okay. Yeah. So we're looking at the, um, the one right before the video. The so used to, yeah, that one's perfect. So right oh, there, you know, one. people, yeah. So people are used to getting the buses at the, um, the cruise ship dock and taking you over. But a lot of people are going on Facebook and cruise critic and saying, well, just take the city bus. Well, the problem is city bus isn't really equipped to take tourists. It takes about three and a half hours to get out here round trip. Um, it can be, I think the most direct route's a little over an hour, but you're going to be doing a transfer and you're going to be sitting and waiting. Um, so I think one of the other pictures I sent you shows like the map uh, with the QR code, the next one. The, the next picture. The map. Yeah. There's a picture, there's a sign I sent you with the map. So you know they do have these everywhere kind of showing you how to get to the glacier but it's not recommended uh because if you want to continue on the pictures it's not easy to get out here um you can do it but we highly recommend people either take a taxi or rent a car uh the car rentals here even at 200 bucks a day it's still cheaper than you'd expect so the bus stops right here at this street corner this is loop road and um glacier road and there's still a mile, mile and a half to the visitor center. Now, the weather 
downtown might be different than the weather out here. And the temperature is already 15 degrees colder. So in this picture, just to the right of the van, you can see the bus stop. I have seen upwards of 30 to 40 people there waiting for a bus. Now the bus capacity here is only 28 people. And this is again why I don't recommend people take the city bus because we've already got commuters who rely on this. We have people who need to go to doctor's appointments, go grocery shopping. Uh, amazingly, a lot of people in Alaska don't have cars. And if the weather's raining, you know, you're all gonna be huddled up in that little tiny shelter. Uh, this is the road leading to Mendenhall Glacier from uh, that bus stop. And there is a trail on the right. So if you're healthy, you can do it. But someone like you who needs a little bit of helper here in a chair, you're not going to make it. Yeah. Um, I've seen many people stop along the road in the rain, freezing, you know, begging for a cab. Um, it's just not a smart move to do. And the city mayor and the city manager are putting out a request, you know, asking tourists not to take the city bus. Um, I mean, it's not a horrible situation. You know, you can still get out here. You can buy a private pass. A lot of his locals have our season passes. Uh, you know, these are fifteen dollars uh, gets us in. Uh, if you go to the next picture, uh, you know it's easy access. We do have two parking lots, and on this one where the building is, that's actually the kiosk where you buy your day pass. The day pass is only five dollars a person to get in. So um, the taxi cabs normally pay that, as do everyone else. And you do need to pay to come in here. Uh, there is not a gate or a guard shack, uh, you know, that's collecting payment as you enter. So, you know, this map shows you what you need, a pass to go see. Um, this is a kiosk where you can buy it or you can buy it inside at the visitor center. Um, but really the situation is over tourism. And, you know, the, the glacier behind me is receding quite a bit. Um, I guess I'll step out of the picture. You know, and one reason we're doing this video this late is because there's no one here. Uh, right now, the time is about seven o'clock, but this place gets packed. There, it's a lot of people here, and some of them aren't prepared. You know, they bring the wrong clothes. They think there's food here, and there's nothing. Um, a lot of cell phone companies, you know, they don't have service here. Like I'm on AT and T, and I've got 4G and five bars. Uh, T-Mobile roams up here, and Verizon's okay. It's not quite the best. Uh, but really, if you can't buy your excursion now or there's no room, then you're not going to be able to catch a bus here. You're not going to be able to do a whale watch combo unless if you're booked, you should be OK. But please reconfirm with that operator just because they all have run out of their allotments. Um, and it's I mean, we're looking and at one point. The, the bottom line is that if you have Mendenhall Glacier already booked, you're most likely OK. If you don't, it may not happen coming back next year. Yeah, well, or or later, or coming in a car or a taxi. But if if you go on your um, shore excursions tab of your app, whether it's you know Princess and CL, those guys they're keeping track of their allotment. If it's for sale on your ship, buy it. You know, get that get that ticket because they've already counted for that towards their allotment. So each year, all the companies send in a report to the um, uh, the the the, the, uh, the procurement office, and then you ask for you know, hey, I want two hundred thousand passes, or I want one hundred fifty thousand, and so that's what they give you. 
Um, if you want more than they have allotted, it's kind of like the whole airline slot thing. It, you know, it, it's not like you bid on it, but they look at your performance. They look at, you know, are you a steward for the environment? Do you have, you know, have we had any issues with you? So it's not like everyone's going to get more permits. They're just not there. Um, and most of the operators aren't going to fudge their numbers. Uh, they've, there's, they can get in a lot of trouble for that, but a lot of it just has to deal with overcrowding. The fact that the facilities here aren't quite built up to handle more people. You know, they are working on that. I don't think it's going to be fixed next year. I've been seeing a lot of that on Facebook where people are like, oh, it'll be fine next year. No, it, it won't be. You know, next year we've got the edge coming in and, or the beyond, and that's an even bigger ship. So I think what's going to happen with the tourists are you're going to have to book early and pray you can get out here. All right. Is there? Uh, have you heard any more uh, further updates on Ruby Princess in San Francisco? Last I had was that they're supposed to sail at four o'clock tomorrow. I've uh, actually. So they're letting people get off the ship and get a full refund. And if you stay on the ship, uh, they've reduced it to a seven-day cruise with only two ports and one in Canada, and then you get a bunch of uh, cruise credit. But Sadly, it was, it was a pretty heavy impact in San Francisco. And uh, oddly enough, I don't think even Princess knows for sure what they're going to do because they haven't told the ports. Uh, you know, being a travel agent, we're a member of all the chambers and CVBs in Southeast. So remember Sitka, Skagway, Juneau, Ketchikan. And we always get updates when there's a cruise ship that's going to be late. That's why we hear it first. Yeah. Um, and because they tell the ports agents and they let us know, hey, by the way, you know, Ovation is going to be two hours late and that kind of thing. But we haven't received an update yet on Ruby. So to be honest, I think, you know, they, they got to pass that Coast Guard inspection to make sure they can even sail. Um, so as of right now, it's a floating hotel. Um, they, they did let people off this morning who wanted to get off. And I know Princess is coordinating with people for the refund and getting folks home. Um, it's just sadly one of those just weird things. I mean, we're having a weird summer up here. Yeah. yeah. All right, Nate, does that wrap it up for tonight? Uh, yeah, hopefully next time we talk, we'll have some more fun excursions to talk about up here in Alaska. And uh, got some pretty cool interviews lined up with uh, Iditarod Musher and a naturalist from a ship. So we've have some fun content for you this summer. That's awesome. All right, night, night. All right, Nate. Uh, thanks for keeping us updated. And I'm looking forward to seeing you here. What's it up a month from now? Yep, just uh, just over a month. All right, Nate. Uh, thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. Do you have a bad back, bad hips, bad knees, or any other mobility issues? Think about Scoot Around. For scooters, walkers, wheelchairs, even oxygen needs, delivered right to your cabin. Scoot around for all your mobility needs on your upcoming cruise. And yes, I'm going to continue my relationship with Scoot Around and Will Power Chairs well into the future. So it's always good to catch up with Nate, uh, especially when we had some specific news to bring you. You can tell that I taped that on Saturday night because I did not know what my next story is about, and that's Ruby Prince's sails. The repaired Ruby Prince's, that is. And this is from KPIX News. 
in San Francisco. The Ruby Princess is on the open seas after getting the all clear from the U.S. Coast Guard. Our Salesforce camera caught the moment the cruise ship left Pier 27 on time-lapse video. It was supposed to leave at 2.30, but left about an hour and a half later. The Ruby Princess hit the dock on Thursday, leaving passengers stranded while repairs were being made. But early this morning, the Coast Guard gave the all clear to depart. As John Ramos reports, some passengers on the cruise ship made the best out of the situation and decided to still go on with their vacation. For the people aboard the Ruby Princess cruise ship, there's been a lot more ship than cruise. And while most haven't minded their unscheduled four-day stay in San Francisco, you can tell they're ready to go. It could have been worse, right? So we could be in the middle of the ocean and God forbid something could have been, you know, worse. If you're going to get stuck somewhere on vacation, San Francisco isn't a bad place to do it. On Thursday, the Ruby Princess was damaged when it struck the dock while landing at Pier 27, punching a hole in the side. And for the last few days, the ship has become something of a tourist attraction of its own. I read about it in the newspaper, what happened. I said, well, there's the boat. Let's go see how, how big that hole is. The hole was patched and the ship was cleared for sailing. But while that was happening, a few thousand accidental tourists got to explore the city by the bay. This is like an extra um, shore excursion for us, right? But it's free. So pretty good. We bought some souvenirs also. We went to Pier 39. We act like we were tourists going there the first, for the fir very first time. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been there before? Yeah, multiple times. <laughs> Patrick and Kat Hansen live in a small town in the Central Valley, so they're not complaining about spending three days on a cruise to nowhere. Half of the fun of going on a cruise is the experience you get on board, and so we've basically been staying at a luxury hotel in the bay, and it hasn't been bad at all. But there were those who weren't thrilled. Passengers got their money back if they wanted to leave, and Princess Cruises says they'll be departing with 2,677 guests aboard, and a crew of about 1,100, or roughly one crew member for every two passengers. Stuart Souza was willing to stick it out, but he's not happy that he'll only be visiting the cities of Ketchikan and Prince Rupert before heading home. So we only go to one city in, Can in Alaska and one city in Canada, and then we're coming back. Is that disappointing? <laughs> well, yeah, we kind of were hoping to, you know, see the glaciers and all that, but you know, we already had this time scheduled. But Emil and Seda Janjapanyan have decided to focus on the positive, and so far they've had a blast. Free food, free hotel, everything, entertainment, everything. We went over the city, we looked everywhere, and we passed the Golden Bridge, and everything was nice. And now we are happy to go, to leave. It sounds like all's well that ends well. Exactly, exactly. So as the Ruby Princess pulled out three days and an hour and 15 minutes behind schedule, we're reminded of the saying that life's a journey, not a destination. But sometimes it's nice to have a change of scenery as well. And if you're wondering, Princess Cruises offered a full refund to passengers who did want to leave. But those who continued for the seven-day trip will get a 75% discount on a future cruise. The Ruby Princess... And that is uh, KPIX in San Francisco with a pretty detailed report. The only thing that they left out is when Ruby sailed yesterday, she sailed without 576 passengers who decided not to go.
on the shortened cruise. All right, I'll be back with a couple more stories after a quick break from one of my network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. And there I go. There I go, screwing up like usual. All right. So we got the commercial out of the way. Ah, the next story. This is a follow-up from a story on, what day was it? Friday, I believe. I reported previously that the delay in the delivery of Explorer 1 was due to supply chain issues. When it's come to light, the reason for the delay was far more tenuous. MSC Group's Explorer 1, set to be delivered this past Thursday, had its delivery and inaugural sailing uh, delayed. Uh, In a letter to travel agents, the cruise line said the shipyard had identified a critical issue that must receive immediate attention. We now know that the critical issue resulted in the vessel failing a shipyard inspection due to faulty fire-resistant panels. As a result of the discovery, the panels were being recalled from suppliers. How many under-construction ships might be impacted is unclear, but German shipbuilder Meyer Werft and Italian shipbuilder Fincantieri used the same panels. Fincantieri is the yard currently building Explorer 1. The same yard is also working on Norwegian Viva and Sun Princess. However, there's been no word about whether the fire retardant panels were used on those vessels. According to Financial Times, the supplier of the fire safety panels, Perak, lost its safety certification in May and notified the shipyards. Perak has identified 45 other cruise ships that have installed fire safety panels, listing, among others, Oasis of the Seas, as one of the, uh, was listed on their website. The supplier, Perak, merged with Ohio-based Owens Corning in 2018. Now, this... It's just coincidence on the next story is related to the previous story. But it makes you start to wonder. Today, unrelated to the previous story, Morella Discovery had a brief fire 
in one of its five engines this weekend, forcing the ship to return to its previous port of call, Amber Cove, in the Dominican Republic. Fire teams responded immediately, and the fire was quickly extinguished with no injuries. After the initial assessment, the cruise line made the decision to cancel the remainder of the current cruise, as well as cancel the next sailing scheduled to begin yesterday. Morella Cruises is a division of TUI that currently operates five vessels. The Morella Discovery was the first ship to join the fleet and can welcome 1,830 guests for sailing. The cruise line is currently working to arrange flights to return guests to the UK, Morella Cruises being a UK-based line that creates complete vacations from the United Kingdom. However, moving 1,800 guests could be problematic and take a few days. Guests who embarked Morella Discovery on July the 2nd will be receiving a full refund, as will guests who had planned to remain aboard for the full sailing to create a 14-night getaway. Guests who embarked on June 25th and enjoyed the first half of their 14-night cruise vacation uninterrupted will receive a seven-night pro rata refund. Refunds will be processed automatically back to the guest's original form of payment within 28 days. Similarly, full refunds will be processed for any shore excursions for upcoming ports that will not now be visited, including Grand Turk, where the ship was supposed to have visited over the weekend uh, and, of course, had to be turned back uh, when they went back to Amber Cove. How tours will be refunded will be, ver- will be varied on how they were booked, whether while on board the ship via the cruise line's website or through an agent. It's unknown at this time whether additional sailings will need to be canceled for Morella Discovery. While the fire was small and quickly extinguished, any damage must be carefully and thoroughly repaired before the ship can set sail again. An inspection must also include determining the cause of the fire to ensure future risks are mitigated. Likewise, the ship's safety systems must be evaluated to ensure proper resetting and operation before the ship will be cleared to sail. So, a tough weekend and the whole situation with the fire situation, folks. All right. Don't totally get yourself upset about this because there is some a little better news that uh, broke just a few minutes ago. Royal Caribbean International has begun notifying guests of potential impact from local longshoremen union strikes in Canada on cruise operations, specifically for, <coughs> excuse me, for luggage handling. The cruise line is advising guests that there may be delays for debarkations in Vancouver, which can affect uh, onward travel plans after the cruise. The cruise line notes that onshore luggage operations will begin an hour later than usual, and as a result, the luggage collection in the cruise terminal will start after 9.20 a.m. This could impact guests with early flights or other early travel arrangements who may have been planning to collect their bags 
early in the morning. To counteract this delay, Royal Caribbean advises that guests with flights before noon can take advantage of the self-assist express walk-off program with their bags, which requires guests to remove all their own luggage from the ship as they debark. Wheelchair assistance cannot be provided for guests who self-assist their luggage. So what's a wheelchair person supposed to do if they've got an early flight? I don't know. The International Longshoremen and Warehouse Union began striking on the 1st of July after months of failed negotiations with the British Columbia Maritime Employers Association. Key issues at stake include port automation, wages, and other factors. Uh, The union indicated before the strike began that cruise travel would not be impacted as workers would continue to service cruise ships throughout the strike. The union is still servicing the cruise ship. If they are, then why is Royal Caribbean noting a delay in luggage operations? Details have not been reviewed, but it's possible that uh, there's just a little uh, union slowdown as part of the strike process. Now, before you get all upset about that, folks, if you're sailing out of of Vancouver or coming back into Vancouver, both sides sat down at the negotiating table again this morning after a couple weeks of layoff. So that's a good sign that you're back at the table. So we'll keep our fingers crossed that that situation will get corrected before I get up there in another, uh, you know, in a month now. And finally, this morning, three helicopter tour operators, Volcanic Air Safaris, Kahoo New Zealand, and Arius, pleaded guilty Friday in Auckland District Court to safety breaches over the White Island volcano eruption in December of 2019 in-flight charters, which promoted and sold uh, subcontracted, uh, excuse me, that uh, the thing jumped out of, out of, uh, out of my screen. Uh, in-flight charters, which promoted and sold subcontracted tours, and the Institute of Geological and Nuclear Sciences pleaded guilty earlier this year. The judge-only trial was delayed by COVID, and a hearing was set for July the 10th. There are six more defendants, including ID Tours, the Taringa Tourism Services, and the owners of White Islands, James Peter and Andrew Buttle, uh, who will appear at the proceedings starting uh, today, and each face massive fines. The charges have been brought about by the country's safety watchdog, WorkSafe New Zealand, as previously reported, passengers from the Royal Caribbean's Ovation of the Seas were on a day trip to the island when the volcano erupted. Many died and others suffered horrific burns. So it's good that they're finally getting that whole situation finalized and cleared up down in New Zealand. That's been a 
tough one for everybody involved. I know my niece was in New Zealand when that happened. She was not near the volcano, thank goodness, but still could see the smoke plume off in the distance. Uh, let's see who's over fussing at me in the chat room. Joanne is here. Uh, she's uh, listening from the nail salon. Thank you, Joanne. Katie's with us. Good morning, Katie. Hot Air Tom is here. Gretchen's with us up in Ohio. Mike's with us from over in the UK. Nikki's here down in Jacksonville. After two days of tap, tap, tap and rain, we finally have a new roof. Sweet. Hey, Chris is with us. Good morning, Chris. Chris and I'll be traveling together here in a little distant, not too distant future. Uh, Steve's with us. Good morning, Steve. Katie said 70 and a very humid and rainy here in beautiful Martha's Venture, Vin, uh, Vineyard. Yeah, we're supposed to have uh, pretty good weather here today. It's supposed to get up. May not get to 90, but it's going to be up in the upper 80s. And I think all of our rain is maybe out of here now. We had quite a bit of it this weekend. So it seemed like every time I wanted to go out to the pool, it was raining. So it didn't, I didn't get to spend near as much time out there as I wanted. Uh, Gretchen says it's a lovely day in Ohio. Not hot yet, but it'll be uh, 80. Emily's with us. Congrats, Nikki, on your, enjoy your new roof. Emily says, welcome to Chris and Joanne. We got a lot of rain last night. Yeah, man, there's a lot of flooding in New York. That was awful. Kenneth's with us up in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Kenneth. Chili, do you have any cruises scheduled for next year yet? Uh, officially, no. However, there are a couple hosted cruises in the works. I can just say that at this point. Maybe I'll know on one tomorrow as it's in the approval process. Uh, but yeah, I don't have a, a whole lot yet because I was waiting to see how the hosted cruises was going to develop and how busy I'm going to be with that. And quite frankly, there are a couple other things involved now that's going to affect my schedule uh, quite a bit, uh, which I can't talk about yet until uh, I actually have a, a contract signed. And that is being prepared as we speak. So there will be some definite news uh, coming on that very soon. But uh, yeah, there's uh, so I'm I'm kind of treading water right now, Kenneth, uh, because I got to see what my responsibilities are going to be <laughs> all over the place <laughs> for next year. Uh, my life is changing. Let's just say my life is changing a lot. So uh, that I mean I'm still going to be cruising, uh, probably not as much as last year. Yeah, but yeah, the same or that I've uh, this year. So we shall see. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for today. 
As always, thanks for being with me. Please uh, don't forget to smash that uh, thumbs up button. That helps us out a lot. If you have not subscribed, please consider doing so. It doesn't cost you a thing. Helps the channel out a lot. Hit the bell notification. You'll be notified when I go live or when a new video is posted. I'm sure I will have at least one video posted today. And I do have a new post on the uh, on the blog this morning on uh, Juno, excursions in Juno. So, all right, that's going to wrap me up, guys. As always, thanks for being with me. I look forward to seeing everybody back here tomorrow at 11 a.m. for Tuesday, Travel and Cruise Industry News. You guys have a phenomenal day. See you tomorrow. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner. Hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.